You're listening to The Toast EDU, a podcast developed here at Paradis Valley Community College. I am your host, Sam Fraulino, an instructional multimedia developer that will discuss new instructional media strategies, trends, and other topics of digital media for teaching and learning. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is episode 13 of The Toast EDU podcast. I am your host, Sam Fraulino the Instructional Multimedia Developer here at Paris Valley Community College as well. And today's podcast is just basically a short discussion or basically a casual conversation of what exactly is digital media. And we hear this term a lot. We do. We hear it in uh, social media. We hear it in the media. We hear about it. Uh, We've heard about it for years in higher ed. And frankly, it's probably something you are all already creating now, especially if you're using Canvas and creating online content. And we mostly think of it as video, audio, uh, graphics, infographics, online animation. But we do have to ask ourselves, what is instructional digital media though? You know, is it just videos or is it graphics you upload to your Canvas course? Or what about URLs that you share in your content, having students read, research, um, you know, reading an online article. In fact, it's even giving your students Um, you know, a URL to go listen to a podcast like this. And yes, all of this is in fact shareable digital media. And the main benefit of digital media and education is the fact that it can be increased dramatically for the use of student engagement. And that's something that we have to look into becoming more and more online and developing content online. Obviously coming out of a pandemic, we've seen a big need for real good digital media. And it helps students work through difficult concepts as well. I mean, it, it provides them with multiple facets of resources. It's, it's great for uh, fueling their creativity as well, especially if you have a hand, if that student has a hand in creating that content as well. And that's something that we'll talk about in this podcast as well, is that collaboration to instructor creating digital media together for rich content that can really engage uh, a class or or the content that you're trying to actually teach. And that's exactly what this podcast will focus on today. It's not only instructors with digital media. It's, it's students collaborating as well. It's a partnership, if you will. And this is a very casual conversation. We're wrapping up spring here at Paris Valley Community College. I got a nice coffee with me. I'm not doing anything on, on a professional level. I just really wanted to talk about digital media. And I really wanted to enjoy this podcast because it's probably going to be one of the last podcasts of the spring semester. And I'll do, a, I'll do some over summer. Um, but basically, when I sit here and I think about the digital media world and I think about instructional digital media, there is really a big difference. There's a big difference between just talking about YouTube videos or online content versus creating instructional digital media. And basically, it's safe to say that the days of chalkboards, uh, dusty erasers, those, those days are gone. Okay, but it's only going to be replaced by obviously smart boards and ceiling projectors with the abilities of high speed Internet. We have laptops and iPad cards as well as personal mobile devices as well that the students already own and use on a daily basis. So what type of digital media? You know, this could come in a a form of educational games. We hear about gamification a lot. We hear about badging. Um, We obviously know students really relate to the gaming world. And that's kind of like leading us into virtual simulations. We know VR with the uh, virtual reality is growing rapidly, 
especially with the growth of Oculus and, and home systems that, that are giving students the ability to play games in a virtual environment. But think about that from a point of view of digital media where we can start creating content of maybe touring the inside of the Roman Coliseum or taking a tour of the Louvre to, to view um, you know, works of art and, and stuff like that. So video and audio, obviously websites, and now even podcasts, obviously, are probably the main forms of digital instructional media used in most online and in-person classrooms around the nation. Okay, we all, we all know this from the, the many years of using sites such as YouTubes and sharing URLs through classrooms. We were, we were doing digital media and sharing digital media. However, let's think about this, though. Now we are in the age where students can create videos. They can edit videos. They can upload videos all from their own phone. And that's where this all changes because before it was just sending them to go look at something, having them go research an article, having them watch videos. Um, But now the student has the power to create this digital media. And this is where the collaborative effort and this creative effort comes in for everyone. And this is, this can be really exciting because now we're talking about the responsibility doesn't just fall on the shoulders of an instructor. It's not them who's creating the content for their course. Okay. You're involving students, you're involving the students ideas and their creativity. And that's just creating more and more rich content. You know, for example, my daughter is a junior at Mountain Ridge high school, Alyssa. She's 16 years old and she had to make a video in class with her classmates around the campus to present to the class all on their phone using the software apps that they're already most comfortable with. And we know what apps those are. It's Snapchat, it's TikTok, Instagram. They are very, very savvy when it comes to these apps. So the the, the limit of creativity is never going to be a problem with these students, but the good news is they are creating more rich digital media than their instructors are. And these kids are in high school. They're coming in to the colleges. So that is something to really think about. And regarding the types of digital media, you know, anytime you use your computer, um, your tablet, your cell phone, opening a web-based system and apps, you're consuming digital media right there. And digital media might come in the form of videos, articles, advertisements, music, podcasts, audio. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> but, but in actuality, that is just the where, that's where we're at with this, with this content. Okay. And digital art and instructional graphics, including charts and infographics, diagrams, and even photos for course content, that all falls in to the, di- the digital media world, especially instructional digital media. So you might ask yourself then, you know, is social media such as TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, are, is that a form of digital media? The answer is yes. Digital media is in any form of media that we're consuming using an electronic device for distribution or sharing um, and when you, you think about it from that point of view, okay, so I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. Okay, so let me ask you this. Have you ever posted or shared a YouTube link in your, to, you know, to your students? And then basically, you know, you, you share digital media, right? You shared content. It's not your content. You didn't create it, but you're sharing digital media. And of course, there's a lot more to think about. There's, there's you know, coming in with the creating the content. Um, are, you, are you satisfied with the content's value? Basically, because, you know, you do have to kind of uh, go to YouTube and kind of watch videos and making sure that it's relevant to what you're doing. Okay, but there's a lot more to creating content than that. So you you get the idea, though, how easy instructional design and digital media can be when you can just go out there and link to anything that you want. But what about thinking about it from a different point of view of thinking, where can my content change or how can that how, how can that content change in the course content like in Canvas 
when it's created by the student or with the help of the students creating content with the instructor as well. And that's key, okay? Because this is the form of media that is the most rapid way to send and engage content with students is when they're involved. And the tools, they already have those in their hands. We're not talking about making sure you can get your, your students into a lab or, or taking the time out to train students on how to make a video, okay? They already have that. They have it in the cell phones. They have it in their tablets, and they are extremely adaptable to that. And that's the good news, okay? Because they already have a keen sense of creating media, media and, and I will say creating it quickly, okay, and effectively. You know, tools like tic, uh, TikTok and Instagram, they can create live broadcasts, short videos, digital stories in an act in minutes. I watched my daughter create um, little research projects in minutes with these little applications because they, they already know how to use them. They're so savvy with them and it's really impressive. Okay. So I ask you to think about that then. I mean, tap into those resources and collaborate with the students, make them feel like they're contributing to the content as well. And, and you will see a huge difference. One in the engagement, um, I guess in the happiness of their work and, and, and overall being having fun and having fun with other students, working with other students, right? Remember, innovation and creativity is a shared responsibility. However, you will be surprised on how much more engaged your students will be by just giving them this creative way to create creative content. And I can't stress amount, I can't stress enough on how important when you have some students together and they're creating a project or they're given a task to do and they're, and they're asked to create a chart or they're asked to create some graphics. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting in the creative side there. But what about asking those students to create content that reflects on what they learned, but then also is shared with other students um, from a, a different perspective or maybe a group collaborative project with students who are creating content for you as an instructor who then you can share with other courses as well. So let's also think about this. Teachers do have to adapt, right? A few reasons why teachers are struggling with tech so much is because they have to adapt so much. So over the past decade, teachers have been really expected to integrate digital technologies, and this puts a lot of pressure on the not-so-techy instructors. And, you know, when you have those obstacles thrown in front of you as an instructor, it can cause, uh, you know, anxiety, burnout, and I think a disconnect with students. However, when remember this, students might be digital natives. We, we've been, we hear that word a lot. We talk about digital natives a lot because we are teaching all the students who pretty much grew up in immersed in technology and they depend on teachers to get them that content now that way, because that's all they know how to do is learn through digital content. But here, here's a few reasons teachers, I think teachers struggle with digital media in the classroom. Number one, differing devices, students and instructors might not share or have compatible devices to share and create their media. I think that's a big struggle. And instructors, number two, instructors need more training. They have to adapt and learn new technologies. Time and resources can be a huge factor on why teachers are falling behind in the digital media skill area. Okay. Not everyone 
has the same technology at home. They don't. <laughs> Digital divide is still in effect today, and making sure that all the students have the same access to instructional media is probably one of the biggest barriers we face in new media going into or coming out of a pandemic, but also going into such a digital world. We have to understand not everybody, not everybody at home has the same, you know, high speed internet to watch videos or the ability even to have the technology in their hands to develop or create the, the video that you might expect. So that's another struggle or obstacle. Lastly, all instructors on board with digital technology and, and, and the risk of not aligning with institutional goals will fail to integrate technology in the classroom. If they're not able to handle what's going on in the digital world, especially instructors are trying to engage students through Canvas and they're not having, um, they're not having the ability to know how to use technology. Um, things keep failing. They're trying to do conferences and those aren't working because they're not trained enough or they're not understanding how to integrate that technology. That is only going to frustrate the student. And keep in mind, these students are coming into campus from high schools that are heavily canvas based. So they expect the media to be perfect. They expect engagement and they will not succeed if they are not engaged. And that's a huge piece of student retention that we're probably not looking at. And I think that's a danger when we talk about instructional media. I don't think, well, instructional digital media, I don't think we always have to look at it as entertainment or just engagement. We have to look at it as this is what these students are used to doing. Okay. They're, they're, they're very savvy at this. I have a daughter, 16 junior in high school, and she's doing some impressive stuff. It's really, really impressive. And now that we talked a little bit about the struggles um, or a few examples of, of how instructors or why instructors are struggling with using uh, digital media or instructional media. So meaningful digital media and technology integration depends on more than just device use. We know that. We know there's many factors, you know, staff budgets, issue, space, time, faculty and support, which does remind me it's why it's why Lynn McClellan and myself are trying so hard to create our um, new media uh, lab experience here at PVCC. And with the help of uh, uh, Jennifer Henderson, Henderson and John Storsley, we're really trying to spark that innovation and collaboration to create a sound instructional development area where both are beneficial to students and obviously faculty coming in to really enhance the learning, but a place to really come in and thrive and collaborate with a creative space to learn and develop materials that they can be proud of. And that's something that we talk about the important steps of making sure we're integrating technology and aligning with how you teach and what, what, what you're teaching. So if you have a place to do that, that's one of the best things about our campus is we do always come together to help each other. And it's one thing I've always been proud about, about working at PV, especially with faculty and coming together and sharing resources and wanting to create really cool projects that always in the end run benefit students. Okay. So recognizing that we're, and how that works it's key, I think, into creating really sound, instructional, rich course media, and both online and in person. So in the fast-growing um, presence of this digital media and education, it leads to questions of exactly what or how can digital media and material affect student learning overall? You know, are, here's a question. You know, are today's students learning more or less because of a result of all these new tools and media? So which students are benefiting the most? Okay, so do this. Ask yourself these questions regarding 
what's happening with your students. And I would love, please share this with me. Please share it by email. I would love to hear what our faculty thinks when it comes to the usage of digital media and how this could be an, um, how this could benefit an in-person class as well, or, or strictly an online can or an online ca- class or a, just a canvas course. How does, how does this benefit your students? I'd like to hear your opinion on that because the discussion that we can have back and forth could probably really benefit on how you're creating this material or how you think about creating new media content that's going to engage these newer students that are coming in. So keep in mind, with the growth of online learning and the remote instruction, we know the connection and the delivery of content works. Okay, we've been doing this for years. We did it through the massive global pandemic for about 18 months. We also, we also had some instructors retire because they couldn't adapt to what it was like to teach during those, um, those 18 months. That, that, that COVID-19 pandemic really, um, I think, opened the eyes up of some instructors who just weren't there. And that's okay. That's okay. Because this is a new way of teaching. It is a new way of creating content. And I do believe, I really do believe that the burden of this should really fall upon the student as well, working with instructors, creating rich content together. And I think when you have that, um, you're not, the the teaching experience isn't just based on an instructor getting up in front of a classroom and teaching alone there. It's a collaborative effort. And I think that's where students succeed most. And along with that, what we do know is Digital media or instructional digital media in this case isn't going away. We know that it's changing daily. Okay. The creation of it, the media itself has flipped students into a tailspin where they can create media better than most instructors right there on the palm of their hand with their phone. And that's a scary thought because now we have to worry about, are we engaging these students enough or are our faculty skilled and creative enough to engage these new students that are coming up? you know, coming in from high school. So, you know, wrapping this up, I would love to think about what would you want to see as collaborative efforts or basically how would you want to create this collaborative revolution between student and instructor, right? In this digital media world, how do we connect the two more than ever before? And I, it's, here's the thing. Studies have shown that digital learning materials such as, um, you know, interactive tutorials, podcasts, video simulations can engage students it can increase retention. It enhances the learning experience. This method is an effective way to promote student success in classroom sizes, in all sizes. We know that online, in person, um, hybrid, or whatever. And that's where instructional technology is a perfect way to improve those study habits with students as well. Games, online content is a perfect way to gain the interest of the student but also gives them the ability to work at their own pace. They can play games over and over and over to learn a concept. They can, they can watch videos or listen to podcasts on the go. They can listen to podcasts while they're on an airplane um, going to visit their grandma over spring break. And, and it's just, for example, you know, you have students who, who are struggling with math and they can review uh, YouTube videos over and over until they, until they get the point or really grasp the concept of, the, of whatever they're having you know, difficulty with. And that's very beneficial from the days of just basically, you know, reading notes or going to class and, and practicing it a few times on the board and then going home and trying to figuring it out on their own, they're now have, they have now have the power to actually sit there and really, really go back and review everything until they feel that they actually got the concept. And I think that's huge when we're talking about the effects of digital media in the classroom. And as well, digital media is sustainable, okay, and shareable among other instructors. Basically, what we are seeing with OER, 
basically, you know, the open education resources, but that's a whole other conversation. Matter of fact, that, that would make a really good podcast is kind of the development and the, uh, the merging of digital media going into the OER movement. But you know, that's a, that's a podcast that I'll probably do with uh, Lynn McClellan. Cause that's, that's something that we're always passionate about as well as getting into the OER stuff as well and creating uh, sustainable materials. But yet it's, it's still worth discussing. And remember the main benefit of using digital materials is just, and I'll give you five examples. One, they're reusable. Two, easy to update. Three, shareable among students and other faculty. Four, cross-collaboration between student and teacher. And I think that one's important because that's the one I kept focusing about is creative collaboration between student and instructor where the burden does not fall on the instructor to know everything. They can learn from the student as well. Okay. So number five, most importantly, I think is engaging. You're keeping the student interested in content or now you're giving them ability to interact and have a better access to this media at, at any given point. They can access it at home. They can access it on the go. And I think when we talk about that now nowadays and compared to what we, what we came out of a pandemic, I think having that media at their fingertips at any given time is probably one of the most beneficial um, aspects of digital media. We know that we've known that for years. It's not a secret. Okay. And I started creating, um, I mean, I started creating materials in the nineties, basically with, uh, Dr. Donna Rebido. I was creating things with the brain series using a laser disc and all these other kinds of different tools in the nineties. So yes, I was creating digital media, but the thing was the students only had that in the classroom. They had to have expensive computer stations to watch those laser discs or large, projectors to project them in front of the room that, you know, you can't afford those. But the mid nineties was much different. It was the revolution of all this digital media and not to mention it was very expensive to buy and maintain. And I know that because I worked in the media department and some of those light bulbs for projectors were $700. Some of those computer stations we built were upwards of five to $6,000. Okay. So things have changed with the equipment that's required for students to engage with this media. And the good news is they now own the, the, the equipment basically with a phone or a tablet. And that's something that I think is going to be a game changer, a game changer in how we create digital media, especially for instruction. And, and Oh, and an added bonus students can share it. And that is where we weren't for the probably the last maybe 15 years coming out of the mid nineties into the late uh, 2010s or whatever it was. Students could create media. They can go in the lab and they can make a PowerPoint presentation. They can do a video audio and whatever, but they, they didn't have the means to share it as easily as they do today. You know, they can work on a group or they can do group work remotely. They can do zoom conversations. They can do Google meets. There's so much, better tools to connect students outside of the classroom, but yet keeps them creating and sharing more digital rich, you know, media. And, you know, you see the creation of media, in my opinion, is a game changer when it comes to thinking about um, instructional content for a classroom. It's just awesome, in my opinion, on how it has shifted to the learner because we always depended on, because it was resources, it was um, high dollar equipment, it was uh, staffing that made only instructors that have the ability to create this kind of media. But the good news is obviously now is students can now turn around and help the teacher as well, create this content. And I think with this topic with so many dimensions of this conversation, and again, it was a very casual conversation about digital media. It wasn't anything that I thought I was going to you know, change your life upon. 
but I'll probably do a few episodes on this and, and, and maybe different forms of digital media. Like I'll do uh, an episode on trendy applications like TikTok and Instagram, different kinds of software, um, the evolution tools that Adobe keeps making. They used to make a tool called Adobe Spark and now it's called Adobe Creative Express and they've evolved that tool to make it so much easier for students well, and instructors to create real good, rich media. And you can create an infographic in a matter of minutes. And I think having um, a podcast that does, you know, tips on using instructional media in Canvas and how uh, hopefully, you know, a, a few faculty will reach out and want to want to know more about digital media, but want to work with us, you know, Lynn McClellan and myself uh, in the CT Lee, especially when we get back in campus, we really want to bridge a relationship of student collaboration and, and instructor um instructor-based media that they're creating, but then also maybe get the help of uh, students as well. And that's just something that's really important to Lynn and I. And um, over the last couple of months, we've really been doing a lot of research on that kind of topic as well, that kind of cross-collaboration, the team building, digital citizenship. And um, yeah, we're really excited about that. So yeah, so hey, if uh, any faculty out there have any questions or need help planning digital media or planning a project that they feel that they want to kind of really put some um, effort behind and really be um, creative with some students and, and, and go that route where you're not just slapping up a URL and say, Hey, go watch this video or um, Hey, here's a, here's an article to go read. If you're really interested in wanting to create a collaboration project, maybe have your students create a, um, a demo podcast, maybe have them record audio clips and put them into your canvas course and kind of put them in a discussion board and have them and behave it like, um, or basically work it like it's a, uh, like it's a real podcast. There's many different creative ways that you can kind of engage these students and start putting the responsibility on them to create the media because they have the power. They know how to do it. They can create 15 minute or, or 15 um, second little uh, TikTok videos to explain a concept on something that they read. They could do so many things with Instagram and so many things with, um, with Twitter, with research and stuff like that. So please feel free to reach out to me or Lynn and we'll talk about this. We also do the Puma playback video as well. The Puma playback is a highlight video where we talk up to an instructor or a staff member to just basically it's a two minute, very casual conversation video. And it's us just showing up talking to you and seeing, and maybe asking a few questions, but getting a real good feel for what you're working on. And this is really important when it comes to uh, the rest of the campus really seeing what you're working on. So please contact Lynn and I for that as well. And again, I would love to have a conversation with anyone, faculty, staff, whatever you want to talk about digital media and how it can help you or what you're doing in your classroom to maybe make it better or to make it more collaborative with students as well. So again, thanks for listening and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. The Toast EDU is a production out of Paradise Valley Community College in Phoenix, Arizona. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support The Toast EDU, please share this podcast with others. Also, give us a follow as well as rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast. If you have a question or comment or you're just looking to collaborate or share an idea, feel free to contact me at my email, which is at sam.frolino at paradisevalley.edu. Also, make sure to visit our website as well. You can find that link in our show's description. There, you will find more episodes and information regarding the Toast EDU podcast. Toast EDU.